Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, Sacred Icon Halo listeners. This is Brian coming at you with my my buddy, my pal, Josh, and we are once again trying the video out for the podcast, so uh, I think this one's going to work better. We're, our, our spirits are high and we're optimistic. Um, if you don't see video, that means we just went audio, or you chose to listen to it on Or you chose to listen to it audio, yeah. Uh, but uh, we're, we're, we're hoping this turns out well. Josh, are you tired? I am, but I'll wake up. He'll wake up. Get talking about Halo, get that, get that blood pumping through the veins. That's right. Um, Today, we're going to have just a very simplistic topic, but it's going to be a, a nice, juicy one. It's a topic I think uh, people will enjoy listening to. We're going to talk about Halo 2 Anniversary and the accompanying uh, accompanying uh, documentary, uh, Remaking the Legend, Halo 2 Anniversary. So um, we're just going to kind of talk about that, how we feel about that. We're just going to go uh, just kind of free ball it a bit and, and see what uh, comes to mind. So, Josh... What are your thoughts on Halo 2 Anniversary compared to Halo 1 Anniversary? Like, what do you think the differences are? Like, do you think... I love it 10 times more. Me too. I think it actually suits suits it better. I see most people say that they prefer playing Halo CE original over the Anniversary graphics. And then I see for Anniversary with Halo 2, I see most people prefer... The anniversary graphics. I'm and on, on the, the same, same page. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same page. Because doesn't it like to me? It feels like it feels like Halo Two anniversary is very much the Halo Two as it was intended, like upped to you know better like superior graphics, better environmental detail. But then Halo One, it feels like they tried to change it rather than update it. I agree with that. I think it, part of it's because it they tried to make it look like Reach. They tried to make it look like Reach, you which was a mean? cool like, idea at the time. I think Halo know. 2 Anniversary yeah. isn't really trying to look like anything else. It's just its own thing, right? It's just like it's try, trying to be Halo yeah. 2 updated. Yeah. Which, at the at the time, though, I think that was pretty cool. Because I remember like back when Halo Anniversary came out, it was this new this whole new concept of having like a new graphics engine over top of you know the old game engine itself. And at the time, Reach was new. And... I don't know if you've ever seen this, Josh, but they actually sold for the 360 a bundle that was called the Halo Origins Pack, and it came with Reach and Halo 1 Anniversary, and it featured a box art that just had a very similar art style. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure I saw it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, they were definitely shooting for that. It's and been I a while. Know, it's been a while. And I know, of course, um, so they good. put those Halo CE 
um, maps in Reach. So there was a lot of crossover with Reach and, and Halo 1 there at the time. You know how you had just yeah. like the maps that came with it? Um, yeah. But yeah, Halo 2 Anniversaries was just, it's just far superior. And my favorite game of all time is Halo 2. And I, I really feel like my favorite way to play that game is Halo 2 Anniversary. I think that makes it uh, a better game overall. Well, Whereas well, Halo tell me, 1, I kind of go what back. What was your first, thought, first thoughts playing through it? anniversary for the first time halo 2 anniversary straight up please like right away like where was it for you where you were like dude i love these graphics like i'm i'm 100 satisfied it's hitting every note well was it right away in cairo station pretty much or was it uh halfway in i mean they showed it? us if you remember they showed us a lot before the game came out with all the mcc right. announcements and i watched some of the cg cutscenes and stuff and i was already sold before i got mm -hmm. it but it was pretty much just through the first mission because the first mission everything just looked as I remembered it, but up, updated. You know, I think that's the goal is if it looks as good as you remember it, um, but it's actually been updated. Um, so I was, yeah. pretty, I was very pleased with it. And then they, they redid all the sounds. Did they do that for Halo 1? Like, I feel like they maybe they did, but not as well. I don't know, but the sounds are completely yeah, gone. I, like the, uh, I think it's different because, like, the Magnum sounds super powerful. And Halo the Magnum and the SMG both sound far more oh, powerful than they, than they are. actually are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I actually like that though. I've said that before. I, I really yeah. liked it. It makes me want to pick up those weapons. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I I love it, but uh, it's all just illusion. The, I don't know. Halo Two feels like a game that came out this generation now because of that update. Where Halo I One see that in a sense. feels like it's old but like updated a bit. Um, Josh, is there any way you can uh, put the your net thing down a little bit so you can see your face more? Or does that not really work out? Yeah, <laughs> that's too beautiful of a face to hide. Oh, oh. Starting off with the compliments already. Mm. I'm going to have to fire back with one soon, Brian. Yeah, well, the compliment uh, king. I better back down. <laughs> if we could get, like, stuff on here, we should just get, like, a little crown photoshopped that just sits oh, yeah. on my head the entire time. That'd be great. Mm. But, uh, dude, uh, when I watched the Remaking the Legend video earlier today, uh, I noticed, man, like, the, the 4K difference that we've got now and everything like that. Like, when I see the video footage of it then, from like what was it 2014 yeah uh dude it looks so much more improved than it launched even like it's just so oh cool because we that. got like the 4k updates and stuff yeah it's just one of those things yeah. you don't you really don't think about you know it's just like when you play like original versions of games when you see the remake graphics when you see the remastered graphics that's how you remember it looking yeah and then you go back and you actually see how it, it's like spiral you go back and you see how it looked and you're like oh crap yeah. <laughs> this didn't look as good as i remember it so dude, it well, yeah, when I was Such watching when I was watching the remaking the legend thing, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, 2014 was six years ago, dude. Like it was 84 years. I keep feeling like you and me just lived through this whole Halo Two anniversary thing, like just just you know, like last year or something or two yeah. years ago. But it's been six years, man, and it's like it's crazy that like a whole generation is essentially gaming generations passed since Halo Two anniversary came out. That's what I was saying earlier today. It was weird to me playing doom and thinking like that came out in 2016 which means halo 5 came out in 2015 and then i was like doing the math and i was like okay so master or yeah master chief collection came yeah. out in 2014 and, and i was just like well, dude what the heck like that was that was all like very early on in the console generation it's you, weird to think now we're right at the end of it can you imagine dude if i had told you before mcc came out i'm like hey josh it's not gonna work at launch but it's working real good in 2020 with the update <laughs> oh yeah that would basically yeah. be it you'd be josh is just staring down like, like his soul's <laughs> leaving his body um but no back to uh, back to halo 2 anniversary man um dead inside 
Halo 2 anniversary is just it, it was it's so beautifully done and I see so many people that cite that as their favorite Halo now and, it, and, and in a way where it wasn't always their favorite Halo and mm-hmm. I think you've mentioned it several times how like for you Halo 2 one of its issues when that game came out is all it was so brown and a lot of the environments look kind of bland and that's all been pretty much corrected by the Halo 2 anniversary wouldn't you say yeah no you're right I just it's one of those things I kind of had to walk back a bit because like you said it. You said it one day. Like you definitely corrected me on it. And you were one hundred percent right. Like I remember going off on a rant about that, and you were like, "Well, dude, like Halo One's kind of the same, isn't it?" And I was like, "Well, it's not as brown, but it is kind of just like there's not too too much detail in some." Yeah, it's like they tried you know I mean? for detail in two, but one they didn't even try. It was just like yeah, flat, you know. But then in two, I think I think honestly, what it really comes down to now is just it is brown. There was so much brown. Yeah, and those arbor levels weren't as fun i think because of it because it was now, in like on a brown gas station and all yeah, of this it just it was just places. so dual and like it just felt like it it didn't have texture to it um and i plus i had no idea what was going on at the time and stuff like that but all this time later they're a lot more enjoyable although still to a lesser extent like i enjoy them but like when i think of that quarantine zone mission i feel like that mission in of itself is like six hours <laughs> like right because it, it just because of just because it doesn't have that like instant fun I think that's value, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think it's quarantine zone, dude. And it's it's yeah. one of those levels where like if I I've played Halo two a thousand times, but if I get to quarantine zone, it's almost like I kind of forgot parts of the level because it's so it is kind of bland. It's weird it's, that we we don't cite big. quarantine zone. We cite the library and Cortana, but the library and Cortana are are kind of both quite a bit better than quarantine zone. <laughs> yeah, I really don't mind a library level that much. I love the library. I'm just gonna I can, say that right I now. I 100 agree that it's repetitive yeah. for people, but like, I still I don't yeah mind it. I, I think just it's just because like it. I have yeah. I have that associative memory of the first time I played it, like where I didn't know what to expect. I didn't when I was first playing through it, I wasn't thinking like this is repetitive. I'm like, what's like what are, what are we getting to? What are we yeah. looking towards? You know, so and if you put on the subtitles, dude, for that mission for like the library, the stuff that Guilty Spark says, he's he's spitting straight lore bombs. I think I've said it before. It's crazy. He's talking about your combat skin and. Why did you bring such ineffective weapons to combat the flood? And he's basically making it very clear that he thinks you're a forerunner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it, it's weird to look back on that now too and think wh- about it. Because what are I, your thoughts on? And actually, just I, th- I was about to ask you a question that I think is also doubling as one of our patron questions. Um, but because I was going to ask you, I'm like, what did you think about the fact that for Halo Two they used they hired Blur to do the cutscenes. They did not do in the, the in game cutscene graphics were never redone. They just did the blur. Oh Whereas in, I mean in Halo One the cutscenes got redone with like gameplay models. Yeah. But they didn't do the blur cutscenes. Uh, let me see here. I think that was um, yeah here we go. Uh, our our one of our patrons T Polky, Trevor, uh, he says Trevor what were your opinions on the blur cinematics? They were obviously stunning and they did an incredible job on them, but did you guys prefer how they did it in the Halo 1 anniversary where they just used the in-game engine or were you happy they went full CG with it? Would it bother you if future Halo games use primarily CG cutscenes? Well, I there is a part of me that's like sad that I'll never get to see what Halo 2 like in-game graphics cinematics could have looked like because that would be badass like to see like the Arbiter and Chief and all that in in game yeah. graphics, but if you look at, I mean, what we got with the blur cutscenes, dude, that is just you don't get that level fidelity and like there's like an hour of cutscenes in Halo Two Anniversary, so 
Yeah, it's a good amount. I, I think I'm glad the whole intro actually is like it's insane how much there is. There's a lot. Like, Do you prefer that than Josh or like to answer his question, Trevor's question? Uh, are, are, are you finished? It's not like you were going to no, say No, I'm not finished, but I was kind of switching it over to you. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, I I prefer the blur stuff. Just knowing that we have it, it's easy for me to be biased. But, dude, I think it's awesome. I think it's so yeah. cool seeing this stuff. I think it's disconnected. Like, I can feel that it's disconnected, but, like, doesn't phase me in any way because I just – I know that it's a remastered version yeah. you know, or whatever. Like, I know it's – it's the, yeah, it's fun, though. Like, I, I love – I love how Sergeant Johnson looks and sounds. Uh, I love I love how everyone looks and sounds, but like Sergeant Johnson was just so cool. So cool seeing those the the, the cutscenes of that and Chief just looks as amazing as ever. When I saw that in 2014, I was like, why not give us a movie that looks exactly like this? Right. Like it's an animated yeah. blur movie made by Blur. Like, dude, it was so good. Yeah, I remember like back at the time I was on the NeoGAF forums and people, some people were complaining and Frank O'Connor was on oh, the NeoGAF. Neo, yeah. Frank, Frank O'Connor was on the NeoGAF forums and people were complaining. Mm-hmm. They said they were saying, I want in-game cinematics for Halo 2. I don't want the blur cutscenes. It's obvious that 343 just farmed them out to blur because it's easier. And, and Frank O'Connor came in there and said something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to say this is the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of, trust me, it would be way easier for us to just do the in-game cinematics. The, the more difficult option is the blur cinematics. They wanted to do something special for it. And it makes yeah. sense because Halo 2 is kind of the most cinematic. Like, I think you can make an argument that Halo 3's got a real movie quality to it, but Halo 2 cinematics, it has more time spent in the cinematics than any other Halo. Mm-hmm. And and it just, it lends itself really well to blur. Um, so I guess and the other part of Trevor's question was, do you, would you want the Blur cinematics to be Halo cinematics going forward? Like if they hire Blur for every Halo, how would you feel about that? I think that's fine. I mean, I, I'd be okay I don't with mind. it, but I, I think I want to change it up. But I, yeah, I, dude, I just think they look super good. I go back and I look at the Blur cinematics in Halo Wars now that I'm slowly playing through yeah. it, and like, dude, it's so dated now. And I look at Halo Two Anniversary's graphics. Or the the blur ones and uh, the cutscenes, and I'm like, dude, this is still amazing. It still holds up incredibly yeah. well. It doesn't look dated to me at all. Maybe it will in five more years, but um, it's crazy. We're talking about this on the day that Halo One Anniversary just came to PC, literally today. Yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. Super cool. It's it's sometimes it's hard for me because I'm like a little part of me doesn't. I'm excited for people who, but you don't care because like, you already have it on Xbox. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I've had that on Same there here. You know, for so long. But yeah, I get it though, and it's frustrating for people when there are issues or when it's releasing one by one. I'm sure for me, I'm the kind of person I want the whole thing right away. Yeah, you know, even though I might not get the Halo Two if I start with Halo One. Yeah, uh, for for a week, but yeah. Um, no, to to summarize though, like yeah, I still prefer, I guess regular cutscenes. Same stuff. here. But I love I don't Blur mind. Like put it this way, if we ever do get a Halo 3 anniversary, yes, please. That would be so cool. Yeah, man. I really hope we get a Halo 3 anniversary someday. I talked about that briefly with Haruspis on the mm-hmm. Haruspis episode and he was saying how like for the Bob terminals Ross of Halo. The, thing, the the Bob Ross of Halo, yes. Um we were talking about how they could do the terminals better because I'm guessing you've never even read the terminals fully, have you in Halo 3, Josh, right? I have. They, I you have? Yeah. Okay. Well, because when you go, when you find them in the game, MCC. Yeah, when you find them in the game, you can't actually read them all, like mm-hmm. in game, because they go so fast. We were talking about ways you could improve that. I think there's a lot of things they could do to 
spruce Halo 3 up, but at the same time, Halo 3 does service, like, it does look pretty pretty good as it is, so I don't think we need that, but I would definitely buy it day one. I think it'd be something they could do where they could add that into the MCC currently, like, pay $10, pay $20 for the anniversary edition. It's got that graphics overlay, um, but I'd love to see I think that. it's going to get to a point with this coming generation where it's going to look in some ways, the same way Halo 2 looked, like OG Halo or Halo 2 looked on Xbox One. Yeah. By that I mean it's like, like when you got when we got to time. Xbox One, it was Halo 2 OG was like two consoles behind. Now, now we're going to be at the point where Halo 3 is two consoles behind. Yeah. So I think within a couple of years, it's probably going to start to look dated. Because I agree, especially when still, Halo 4 looks, looks like a current gen game, and Halo 3 is already looks much older. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean it still holds up. Yeah, like. I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm one of those people who are like, just give me the anniversary edition. I really want that. But yeah. At the same time, I agree. Like you said, like it still looks very good. I would have to assume the only reason they don't do a Halo Three anniversary is because they don't want to dedicate the time and resources to it right now. Because it's not ha- just that. It's well, just, they have to know. Well, they have to know that it's going to sell, right? What do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, I get. Th- I mean, I think that's a given. But it's just, I think the biggest thing, honestly, is the multiplayer, the player base. Because, like, realistically, like you don't want to. You have Halo 5, which is sort of on its own, and then you have... Well, I, I just meant that they added to MCC. I don't actually think a standalone product. See, well, that's the thing, too, is I don't I don't think they should do that. I don't know if they would. I hmm. I don't know. I think that kind of thing is up in the air. Because it's like, if you're going to... Let's just say, hypothetically, that they would do not just the campaign, but then they're going to go do the multiplayer, too. Yeah. Know, they're going to touch that, which I feel would be a given, because Halo 3's multiplayer is... Well, they're pretty, not going to touch... Low. They're going to leave... They're going to leave the graphics for the Halo 3 multiplayer the same because they did that for 2. They're not going to well, remaster it. I mean, I yeah. want them to. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't feel like we're going to get them to remaster however many maps are in Halo 3. It's like 20 plus. The thing is, uh, you know, I was thinking about this today, actually watching the documentary. So this is good that we're talking about it because, uh, you know, as much as I love having all those op- multiplayer options on PC, or I'm sorry, MCC, uh, and by all means, I do not mean to look a gift horse in the mouth at all. It's a bummer for me in a way because I, I miss, like, when I wanted to play Halo 2 back in the day yeah. when it was on Xbox Live, I miss that I could, it had all playlists for Halo 2. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas now like, we have Halo a combination 2, of all of them. Yeah. I mean, granted, you can go on there now and you'd be like, I want to play Eyeball Halo 2, but it's. It's hard, and realistically, you can't expect no. to go into MCC and to have a single, like, several playlists for every single game. That's just not realistic, and it's going to yeah. divide the playlist way too much. But, dude, I, I I would want that for Halo 3 Anniversary. Like, I would just want it to be its own thing. So, I, I mean, I'd be fine with that, too. I mean, I, I don't feel like they would split it, but I would be fine with that, too. Buying Halo 3 as the solo Halo 3 Anniversary, and it's got all the redone multiplayer. That'd be very cool. It's just cool. a catch-22 is what it really comes yeah. down to. Because, yeah, you you either keep it interspersed with the MCC stuff and keep the player base the same, or you can really help it stand out, you know, yeah. and then split the player base. And plus you have Infinite. And, I remember uh, when, when Halo 2 Anniversary was announced at E3, I thought that they were remastering all of the levels like in Classic for multiplayer. Well, when I went back and did the research for MCC, uh, a retrospective, like... I, dude, I would have been under the same impression. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. Justin knew immediately that wasn't the case, but I was like, "Dude, this is confusing to me." And he's like, yeah, "There's no. no verbal asterisk, like no saying, you know, exactly." Like, hey, is, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, 
What I love about watching the Halo 2 anniversary document, how many times have you watched it now? I've probably watched it like seven times in my life. <laughs> probably watched it four or five. Four or five, yeah. I it's really, it. It's really good. Like, it's quality. And I remember when we saw it, like, Josh was like, <laughs> when it came out, Josh was like, okay, it has to be over an hour. I was just going to talk about this. It has yeah. to be over an hour. I'm going to be upset. And then it, it comes out, and it's like, what, 58 minutes? It's. I think it is technically around an hour mark. But you it's know what's a little short. That, dude? I was yeah. watching it today, and I booted it up, and I was like... I was like, it's going going through the first minute, and I'm like, dude, this is this is gonna be fun, you know. And I'm, I'm like Anakin Skywalker, like this is where yeah. the fun begins. And I look at the length, and I'm like, only an hour, what? And then I remember, well, it's so unfair that I that I, I get that way with that because if you go back and you look at the Halo Two making of one, that's like 52 minutes. Yeah, like, it's got some extra stuff to add on to it, but like. The you just want more. You always want more because it's so I good do. when they I do it the right. Making of, I, dude, I love it so much. Yeah. I can't get enough of that stuff. When, I, like, the juiciest thing looking back about the Halo Two making of one that I didn't realize as a kid watching it was that they struggled so much, and it made for a very compelling narrative in terms of this documentary. Yeah. And then when you get to this one, it's all about nostalgia. We're all at that point. Yeah. You know, so it's like I want. I want to hear these people who worked on the game wax nostalgia about it for yeah. 40 some hours. I can't get enough. There's so, so much good material in this Halo 2. For you guys, I'm sure most of you guys listening have probably watched it before, but if you're interested, it's on YouTube. It's on Halo's official channel. It's called Halo 2 Remaking the Legend, and it's a documentary about uh, Halo 2, what it did back in 2004, and the remaking the anniversary process. And there's a lot of cool stuff revealed in there. You have um marty o'donnell talking about how he was just driving in his car and he came up with the melody for for halo one and um how he had john mayer on the record of halo 2 but it was never contractually signed so cool. yeah um and you know you have all like we've talked about before on prior episodes all those people trying to cringe cringe cringy try to sing the song back oh no uh, you know but it got to that far brian i was like i know if these people watch that they gotta be cringing too yeah well then there's like the one woman who does like a really good job but like the other dudes are like not doing too hot um but they tried (laughs) i like to get a gold star I like to when you hear like uh, Joe Staten, he's talking about like, he's like, I had this idea that, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you played as the guy that Master Chief got his butt you know, kicked, got his butt kicked by Master Chief and, and you had to report to his bosses and everything. And I'm thinking back to that time and I'm thinking about how, and you might not know this if you don't go into the behind the scenes and stuff, but like Joe Staten was very, very involved in like the story and cinematics and stuff in Halo 1 and yep. 2. In yeah. Halo 2, it very much, I can't say this factually, but it, it kind of seems from like what we've we've seen in the behind the scenes, Joe Staten had a heavy hand in, in how that story played out in Halo 2. And he, he had that idea for, he straight up says he had the idea to have you play as the Arbor and everything. And at one point he's like, for better or worse, you know, whether that was a good idea or not, it depends on who you ask. And when you think back on it and you think about how important Halo, was, Halo 1 was and how big that was to the console... It's kind of crazy that he got to do something that ambitious with the follow-up sequel. Like you might, people might have said behind the scenes, like this is suicide to not have people play as as Master Chief and have him play as someone else. And then you can very much see um, Joe Staten's involvement in Halo Three story was not nearly as much. And I feel like that's probably because of the like the backlash that came at first from having that dual perspective campaign and having the cliffhanger ending. I think Joe Staten kind of had to step back a little bit there. Um, and it depends on who you are. I mean, for me, Halo 2 is the peak of storytelling in Halo. So for me, that's a negative. 
Um, but for a lot of other people, Halo 3 is you know their favorite, and, and that's a good thing. Either way, Halo 3 is great, so it didn't turn out poorly because of him. But, dude, um, yeah, what do you think, I Josh? I love Joe Staten so much, man. That guy. He, he's like my Halo dude. Like, I think of him probably first. Him or Marty. Him and Marty. He's, he's genuinely my favorite aspect of the, the Bungie era. Like, when it really comes down to it, man, the part of me, I say this loosely, but the part of me that gets that sort of Starship Troopers kind of vibe in terms of the humor and banter. It's from him. Um, from the Bungie era. That's from him, man. Yeah. It really is. And it's like, that's the kind of thing that, I mean, it's it's a collective, you know, uh, work of, of so many people, but yeah. I really just see that, uh, see his kind of writing and charm and stuff like that uh, with those with those games. And dude, just the way he, just listening to him talk, like, I get, I just get so like laser focused when he talks. I could listen to him talk. So much. He feels yeah, like the appropriate was, Crackdown amount. Three came out last year. I know it didn't like do too well, yeah. but like I loved it. And part of the reason I think I loved it was bias. Joe Staten, uh, because Joe Staten worked. The on only it. reason I wanted to play Recore was because of Joe Staten, because he was behind that I get too. That. I get that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Joe Staten gives like he has like the perfect blend of you feel like he's down to earth. And he, you feel like he's a real hardcore nerd, but he's also smart and cool. Like he's not like. He's not weird. He's very relatable, but he's very, very nerdy in the truest form. And yeah, I think I think it was a podcast we mentioned on it before. But when you're watching the original Halo Two behind the scenes, and Joe Staten's talking to you about how like they're taking the day off to go outside and play like they're playing like volleyball or something, and he's like talking about how all of them have pasty white that. skin, and you just he makes you feel like you're part of the team in that video. He's like, we're a bunch of dudes, and we know this is our last chance out in the sun before we go in, and we have to double down on Halo Two for all this time, and. Seeing him come back, and, and they did such a good job for Halo 2 Anniversaries documentary. He's such a good voice for that stuff, dude. He's such a good, like, spokesperson for yeah. Halo because, like, he did the Halo 2 demo, but, you know, behind closed doors or whatever. It was like, when you oh, see yeah. it, it's like the whole thing cutting into, like, uh, Sergeant Johnson, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't come here to hear your lips, flippity flat. You yeah, know, yeah. like, that whole thing that they had set up was great. And you just, I think he, he's come on stage for some of the presentations, like, at E3 and, like, in, you know, in front of everyone and stuff like that. And then just listening to it there, whenever he talks in that, like, you can sense at times during the development that he was frustrated, but like he just has, I don't know. If I was ever to go into Bungie back in like the 2004 era, like I would love to just, I would want him to give me the tour. You know, I would, no one else. Yeah. I, I love everyone there that worked on that game. I'd love to give him a big old hug, but uh, man, Joe Staten is my dude, man. I love that guy so much. If he could, <sighs> I wish he was back for Halo Infinite. It's in, well, and, and you know what? I'm sure everyone's going to do an amazing job. I am so hyped as all get out for that, but I just, I, I think dude, there's I something so much. If, if I could have Joe Staten work on every game. I'm, I, I just yeah, I just love the dude. He's the most uh, he, he he's like the so likable. He's just he's, so likable. You know, he's like the gamers man. You know, he's like that's the guy I want to represent me as the a gamer. gamers man. The gamers man. Um, I think the there's something to be. Man. I think there's something to be said about you know certain eras and, and what it means to be in a certain era of gaming because you look at Bungie and where they were when Halo One started. They were they were big but not too big. They were popular for games like Myth and Marathon. And they struck gold with Halo and became this huge thing. And, you know, there was this culture that everyone knows about at Bungie. They didn't like cubicles. They wanted it to be free and open. They, you know, they wore T-shirts and whatnot. And they just, they had their own style. And you have all these people that made up Bungie that became known as part of that Bungie team. You had Marcus Leto, Jason Jones, Marty O'Donnell, Frank O'Connor, 
uh, Joe Staten, you know, uh, Jamie Grissomir, I could go on and on, David Canland, all these people. And, you know, when Halo ended, you know, with, with when their tenure with Halo ended at Reach, there were so many people who believed that, like, oh, Halo's going to suck now because there's no Bungie. Some people saw, some people got the game's following and, and, and thought, you know, that was, some people don't like 343's games, so, so they do feel that was the case. Other people played 343's games and they found things to love. Maybe it was their favorite, but there's this sentiment that, you know, people think, oh, the people who do have problems with some of 343's games, they think, oh, well, if Bungie had kept making the games, they'd been so much better, but that's just not the case at all. You can see that because, like Halo was made by a group of people, and it wasn't because the name Bungie that those games were good. And if you see when Bungie left Halo and they started doing Destiny, it wasn't long before Joe Staten was out of there, Marty O'Donnell was out of there, Jamie mm -hmm. Grissomir, Marcus Leto, all those people I mentioned pretty much, except for Jason Jones, who's like the head of the company, are gone. So if Bungie was to make the next Halo, maybe it'd be great. Maybe it's something you know we'd love. I'm sure they do a good job because Bungie's still a top tier developer, and Destiny's great. But um, you know the character that was behind that studio is different now. A lot of those big faces, those big those big personalities are out of there, and mm -hmm. um, you know it just wouldn't be the same anymore. So I think in the situation we're in right now is the best one. I know that's easy to say as somebody who's a fan of three four three, but like. Microsoft decided to create a company that is full of fans who want to carry that universe solely forward. I think that was the best possible scenario because if it stayed with Bungie, they're going to get sick of Halo and people are going to leave. You know, well, like they were they already had, like, kind of like, sick of it, and not yeah. in a not in a crappy. No, they way just wanted to do something you know, new. Just, you know? Yeah, and then that's completely fair. You know, I think and it goes two ways personally. Like I think, you know, Bungie still proves uh, today. I think that they can tell stories with. A mix of seriousness and humor and that make you feel like a badass yeah um, i think of like de the the main campaign in destiny 2 which i personally loved and i think of characters good. like cage six and just the humor that's interspliced these skyboxes no one does skyboxes like uh bungie does uh you know i just i think I, th I think if they were to take a crack at it they would still do an incredible job you know because they'd have that bungie charm it's still there yeah it's still very much there but on the other hand you know, a lot of people give 343 so much flack. And I think the problem is, is that you're always, I mean, it's obvious, right? It, that people are always comparing what they grew up with, the nostalgia that's attached and nothing's ever going to top that. Right. But at the same time, like, I feel like in a couple more years when we have say two or three more 343 Halo centric games, yeah. it's going to be a lot easier to compare the two, you know, because I think 343 gets, you know, just that unfair, un I'm sorry, unfair comparison a lot because it's like they've done two mainline Halo games compared to, I think, what the five yeah. did. So, I mean, it's just kind of an unfair thing. We got to give them more time because it's, it's obviously different. Well, you can you can already start to see nostalgia forming for three four three. Like they haven't been at it long enough, but it's just starting to happen. Like I'm nostalgic. I get it for five now. Yeah. I yeah. Really well, get I'm, it. I'm really nostalgic for four, and I mean to some extent five, but it, five is more recent, even though it's been five years. But like four, and then I I just started playing Halo Wars two because I beat Halo Wars one, mm -hmm. and uh, Halo Wars two. I'm just like man, you know. You're and still I know good with that stuff, dude. I'm still in the third mission. <laughs> You're well, still good with you know, like, well, finishing games. When I'm into it, it's easy to do. But like, mm -hmm. uh, I know Halo Wars Two was mainly created by Creative Assembly, but that was a three four three sanctioned product. And Halo Wars Two has so much great stuff in it. It's been about three years since Halo Wars Two came out, and I'm just I'm playing it, and I'm thinking, man, 
I have good memories of this. You know, there's there's really there's a legacy now for three four three. There's there's nostalgia. There's memory there. Um, so I really think we're in good hands with that stuff. I'm really excited to see where Infinite takes us forward. Um, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna feel like a whole new era, even though it's still three four three. It's gonna really feel like something new. Yeah. Um, Josh, I wanted to throw out our other patron question since it's on the same topic. Sure. Uh, Abu says, "I want to know Abu in the house in the house. It's Abu." Abu, there you go. I need a little something. Well, yeah, we got more. Trevor, right? Trevor, Trevor. What rhymes with Trevor Pokey? Trevor Pokey. I got nothing. I got nothing yet. We'll come back to it. We'll get something real smooth for you. Um, Abu says, "I want to know how did how you guys felt when you knew that there would be a Halo Two anniversary." And how did you feel after you got the game? Let me start, Josh, because, and I've said this on a prior podcast, but it's super, it's like really cool to talk about and it's super relevant. Long story short, I was on the NeoGAF forums. Man, I mentioned these so many, so many times, but somebody leaked on the NeoGAF forums like four or five months before E3 that Microsoft 343 was working on a um, Halo War collection, which is going to have Halo 2 Anniversary completely remastered with the uh, Halo 1, 3, and 4 as an optional upgrade you could pay for to have also on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And so it was leaked, but it was leaked with like some inaccurate details. So basically from the, I think it was February, from February all the way to E3, me and Josh and my and Justin, who's been on the podcast before, we all quote-unquote knew Halo 2 Anniversary was coming. We hadn't seen it, we hadn't had it officially confirmed, but it was mostly all there already. So... We were just, right. I know, I was with Justin when the E3 was, was playing out, and I was sitting on the couch there, and they announced Halo 2 Anniversary, and all the maps, and the full multiplayer, and MCC was going to have all the games, and my eyes watered, dude. I was so freaking excited, it. because Halo it. 2 is my favorite game of all time, and that's the game, like I said, if they just remaster Halo 2, Halo 2 I'll be happy. They never have to remaster, I'll never, Excuse me. I'll never, like, harshly ask for them to remaster another Halo game again. And I've stuck to that. If they never remaster a Halo game again, I am satisfied because we got Halo 1 and 2. Like, mm -hmm. I would like 3, I would, but I don't need it. I just really want a Halo 2. So I was over the moon for it. And sure. to answer the other part of Abu's question, barring all of the MCC issues when it came out, just playing that Halo 2 campaign, a Halo 2 anniversary experience, it exceeded my expectations. It was actually better than I thought it would be. So, 10 out of 10. I mean, it could not be any better. I, I, it exceeded my expectations. I love it. Halo 2 Anniversary is my favorite way to play Halo now. What do you think, Josh? What, what were your expectations beforehand and after? Well, I will say it delivered on all of it for sure. Uh, dude, like Brian said, 10 out of 10. Fantastic time. Every every time I play through that, I get to Cairo Station, and I'm just going through those missions, especially on New Mombasa and stuff like that. I'm just having... Such a good time. There's so much more detail, so much more color. Uh, just the textures and everything. Like, I love that. It immerses me more in the world. It makes it feel like a, a once lived in place, whereas it yeah. kind of doesn't when you're, you know, story, story wise. So, but uh, initially, dude, I was more excited than I think I'd been in a long time because I was just getting back into video games. And hearing that the the multiplayer, like I put it this way, when Brian had told me all this stuff, 
uh, I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. This sounds cool campaign and everything like that. But then like I hear the multiplayer part and it's like, and yeah. you know that old like ad for one of the one of the past Call of Duty games where like it's this live action commercial of these guys and like we're getting the band back together and they get the car. Yeah, it's literally what it felt like. It's like okay, you know which guy is now getting this, which guy knows about this. Well, do you remember in the back? just just to cite this in the Halo Two remaking the Legend documentary? There's that one part where that guy says he's like, I can't believe it, dude. I'm gonna come home from work and I'm gonna message yeah. the guys and say. Who's getting on Halo Two tonight in the yeah. in the year 2014? And when he said that, I'm just like, oh, I can't yeah. wait, man! So cool. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, it was it was unreal. I remember talking. Uh, I hadn't played with uh, games with my friend Eric in a long time, and just talking about what we were gonna do, and like we were literally trying to formulate strategies for certain maps, you know, yeah. prior to the game. The game was still months away from coming out, and you're just trying to have that like it's the hype, man. Halo hype. It is. It really is there anything is, like so. Halo hype? No. I mean, would you, be honest. I want you to be honest. Here. No, you, no, no. You I'm might know. You might pop because up. I thought about this earlier. What about I Star Wars hype myself? And I was like, it's its own thing. It's okay. definitely its own thing. But uh, when it, I'm thinking more when it comes to games, like, dude, yeah. I thought about it. I'm like, what is the last thing I remember that people were just like, it was, it sort of had a cultural uh, mass appeal of hype. And I think the last one that comes to mind was Red Dead Two. Where you just even people who don't play it are kind of aware of it because of yeah. The My dad right. was aware. Yeah. Of it. So, yeah. but I think honestly, like, I've never personally seen a like gaming uh, or yeah, video gamers as a whole just kind of like collectively like get as hyped for any other series or game as as I've seen for Halo Two and Three yeah. in particular. So, I mean, I was there for five. You know, and that was a big deal too, but it's just two, three. The way I look at it is like Halo One's the game that everyone played. Uh, you know, you go into it. I mean, I know it's different for you, but like for a lot of people, you go into it not a, not knowing what to expect and you're blown away. Okay. So you, yeah. Halo One's the game that you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And it sets, the, it sets the stage. You get to Halo Two and it's, it's the anticipated game. And for me personally, like I wasn't expecting to fall in love with the multiplayer, but that's what ended up happening. And so, you, you know, it's it, it's the sequel that you anticipate, just like with any movie, with a book, with a with a, an album, you wait for the next, you know, you yeah. know soundtrack or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and Halo 3 was the culmination of all that. And it almost, it, it, it felt like the end, but it also was just really pulling from everything that had come before. Yeah. And it just, it... it the skit, I've never seen anything like that. That's what that's what I like about it. It's Halo hard 3. to be so short about that because it's just. I know, man. That's like when we're and I'm bringing this up now. Even that's Skyrim, I, like that was that was such a big deal. Uh, you know, I remember seeing so many different people of all different ages in line for that at mid- midnight, and and still to this day, you see how the lasting appeal of Skyrim is. And I don't mean the yeah. whole like oh, it's on every console and everything, but I mean like just people still play it the all the time. Out of it, the references and everything yeah. and like that, like that's a big one too. But I, I just. Dude, I've been to these midnight launches with Brian for those listening. There's some I've not been to with him, but I've still been to myself. But like nothing has ever like not just for me, but objectively, I've never seen anything personally get as big as Halo 3's did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, what I what I love about the way Halo 3 concluded and ended is like and I don't mean this as this might sound bad, but like um <laughs> For Halo, like I can still see Halo Three as the end of something, like the end of an era, the end of a trilogy, the end of a storyline. Uh, I very, very, very much count four and five. You know, it's all it's all Halo. It doesn't 
even if you don't like 4 and 5, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, it, it does count. It's all, you know, from Microsoft, 343, Bungie, it's all interconnected. Um, and it's it's fine if you, you know, you don't like those games. But what I'm trying to say is that there's a very clear moment in time that came to an end with Halo 3. It's a clear ending. It's, it's a good way to sum up that story. And 4 and 5 is a good way to take it forward. Um, you know, the biggest, still, yeah, I think the things. biggest takeaway too is like for us, um, for everyone it's different, but I think for us, Halo, when Halo 3 was coming out, people around our age at the time, we were the the, the prime target audience for that. Yeah. You know, whereas now we're older, you know, you're in your late 20s, I'm in my early 30s, and these stories that we get now are a continuation of all that. But that was like, that was, I, I really, and I don't mean this in a bad way whatsoever, because I think Halo, you're, you're seeing it climb up like crazy again, which is, is, is fantastic, and it should be. But it was just really... At the time, that was just its height, you yeah. know. So, and I, I think that was just because you know all the kids in high school at the time. So many, everybody's talking you know, about. I'm, it. Sure, I'm sure the schools were like, "It's awfully weird. We have a lot of people calling in today." Yeah. You know, there was a lot of my school. <laughs> you know what, dude? I, I think it's it's a good thing you touched on like the generational thing because I jumped into Halo Two today after playing Halo Five. Yeah, and, I saw you on there, and. Obviously, Halo 2 is my favorite game. I got no problems with its movement. But after coming from Halo 5, Halo 2, it felt like I was crawling across the floor. It felt like I was crawling. And I was thinking to myself when that happened, I was like, do I honestly expect 8, 10, 12, 15-year-old kids today to want that for Halo? That doesn't even make sense, man. Like, that's like, especially when you got games like League of Legends, Fortnite, PUBG, all this stuff, Overwatch, everything's so fast-paced. Why would you want to? Why would kids today want to move at that pace? And of course, a lot of the people who are complaining about sprint and movement and stuff like that are people like our age, people who are who've been into Halo for a long time and they remember those days. But I just don't think that makes sense for the, the current day's generation. It's kind of like back when we were younger, like really, really young, and we were playing all the new 3D games like Mario, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. I can remember people online vaguely saying like. 2D is so much better. 2D is gameplay. The game design was so much better in 2D. You know, there might be some merit to that, but like as a kid who was six, seven years old, do you think I want to play Spyro or like Sonic? You know, Spyro was 3D and you could breathe fire and glide and like, you know, I didn't want to go back. I want to move forward. And I think that's where we're at now. I think, I think even if I personally was someone who wanted like no sprint or classic Halo gameplay. And I'm not saying I am or I'm not. I, I, I like both. If I was that person, I still think I would say objectively, if they want to grow Halo and move forward, you got to have the fast movement. You got to have, if it's not sprint, it's got to be some other type of fast movement. You know, kids kids don't want to move. I agree. But I also speed. think to the, like, I feel like a lot of people would try to rationalize an argument for improving the base speed and like halo Yo, mythic, i agree with that, that. Yeah, I and that. i don't like that though like i i don't yeah. you want the sprint or i well i mean i like it now with how they balanced it with halo 5 but i try to be objective and i want to look at the other person's perspective and like i think that is a fair argument but at the same time i just don't think it works the same way it yeah it's like you, I don't know. You, you take so many of these multiplayers and stuff like that. And I, I mean, the campaign factors into this as well, but I really mean with the player aspect. Like, it, it just when you play Halo 5's base multiplayer and then you play Mythic Arena, you know, Halo 5 Mythic Arena feels like 
in a, in, a, in a complimentary way, it feels like a sort of mod of Halo 5's multiplayer, yeah. right? Whereas when you play Halo 5's multiplayer and you actually experience the movement the way they designed it, it feels right. It feels proper. It feels yeah. tight, you know? And I think that's Mythic the way it feels it like a compromise. It does. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's good that it exists, actually. And it's really enlightened a lot of people, including myself, I think, to, to even have this opinion right now. But... It just it doesn't it just doesn't flow the same way in 2020. Just having base speed, it's not enough. It's just yeah. not enough when it comes down to it. And it it's enough. not it's not going to work. I'm not saying you have to have all this extra stuff. Like you know, you said before, like you could you know, I, you don't think they need like Spartan charge and ground pound. And probably honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think you're right. The more I could see them potentially taking stuff like that out and keeping some of the other ones in, adding yeah. new stuff. But when it comes down to it, I just I don't think in 2020. That that's a, a balance or compromise to to work toward is just increasing base speed, and I only ramble about that because I do see that argument brought up from time to time. Yeah, I just don't think that's good enough. But dude, to get back on uh, the remaking the Legend thing, something I wanted to ask you: How crazy is it, man? Looking back, like that Joe Staten was able to come into an office one day and be like, "Hey, so I want to have another playable character, and I want yeah. it to be an elite." Like, we kind of touched upon this briefly, but, like, can you imagine what that conversation was like? And also just how in the heck did he get that to pass? Yeah, I would. that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I just don't – I don't see how he did that either. I, don't, I can't imagine anyone in the studio was like, yeah, we don't want to play as Master Chief the whole game. Like, it, it would make more sense if we were three or four games deep, but this was the follow-up to the hit Halo. And yeah, they're like, you're going to play as Master Chief incredibly risky. Yeah, we're glad it's there. But I think it paid off. I think it paid off for Halo as a franchise and Halo's Mm -hmm. lore, long term. But I think it was a, in the moment, probably a bad move. Long term, a good move. Short term, not a good move. Especially ending the game. Yeah, especially ending the game with Arbiter. You know, that's what I think. I think that's what made people so irritated. You know, besides the fact that it's a cliffhanger. If the cliffhanger had a came, but they just finished playing as Chief, I think they'd feel better. Um, yeah. But they they played as arbiter and they were expecting to get at least one more mission out of Master Chief and they're like nope game's over um, so that was just tough um, but you know arbiter is one of my favorite characters I was going to ask you Josh mm-hmm. if I remove and this is kind of corny because I'm taking out so many characters if I remove who, so well who's bad. your favorite character of Halo Two and I, but we got to take out Master Chief and Cortana and Arbiter probably don't we I mean because you know, those are the first two uh, choices. Short okay, quick answer. What's the white elite? Uh well his his nickname's Halfjaw. I, I can't say his sing name properly. He just goes by Halfjaw. Okay. Halfjaw. Halfjaw's really cool. That's a good pick. Okay. Um I would say Truth, the prophet of truth for me, probably. I get that. Because his voice actor, Michael Wincott, amazing. So like good. the voice actor in three is good, but but Prophet of Truth in Halo 2, dude, was on another freaking level, dude. It's yeah. like chills, man. Um, just such a great villain. Um, so many great characters in, in Halo 2. What what would you say, Josh, is your favorite level of Halo 2? Mission. The uh, New Mombasa ones. I don't think I could decide between At the, the two. beginning, like Outskirts and Metropolis? Pick, yeah, I was going to say, if I had to pick between the two, yeah, Outskirts. That's but, my favorite mission. But Metropolis... Man, it's it's tough. Yeah, I'd have to go with. Well, we'll just say outskirts because I loved being on Earth. I thought that was incredibly cool the first time playing through that as a kid, and I was part of the reason I struggled with the rest of the campaign 
was I really wanted to be on Earth more. I had because yeah. I had such a good time. I yeah. liked it, and I wanted to see more than just New Mombasa. Even you know, you know, I, I would have been completely fine with the whole campaign taking place on Earth for the majority of it. But you know, uh, I was a kid, and I didn't. You know, I was I glad to give me what we got because, I, dude, so many, so many great missions come out of that, and so many lengthy, lengthy ones. That is by far the longest campaign to date for Halo. Yeah, uh, and it's it's fun to play through. Like when you get in, that's the thing with Halo too. When you get into that game, like for a first person shooter, it's incredibly long. You know, like especially for and that it's engaging time. and it's engaging. Yeah, and I mean, it does have its. Sour missions, which I think are are sort of near the the back end of the I'd say the second act, beginning of the third act, but um, you know, like Quarantine Zone, for example. But nevertheless, like you still have a really great interwoven story. The narrative is is not okay. I'll put it this way: Halo 2's campaign isn't necessarily my favorite, mm-hmm. but I think narratively it's the best. It's the yeah. most well written. I think it's the most deep. And it, it's just, it has a lot of twists and turns. Uh, God, dude, we haven't even mentioned, um, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. The <laughs> the giant flood of Venus Flytrap. Why am I? Yeah, I cannot yeah. think of Gravemind. Yeah. That is bugging, that's going to bug me now. But Gravemind was fantastic, man. I mean, yeah, it just. So, there's so many story elements that made your mind just run wild. You're like, whoa, what? Gravemind? Well, I'm playing as the Arbiter. Hulk what? Hogan playing through Halo 2 right now. Listen, um, brother. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and play Halo 2. That's crazy, Josh. I could see it, man. I could see it. Um, yeah, Mr. Man, Nanny is one of my favorite films of all time. I loved that film. What, what, what movie? Mr. Nanny oh, I with Hulk Hogan. It. I haven't seen it. No. Wow. I saw Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. Okay, that's good, too, but <laughs> you need to check out Mr. Nanny. Okay, okay. I'll get on that. Hulk see Hogan as a babysitter. Put on the, what about like uh, The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? Nowhere near in the same sphere. Okay. It's like, okay, it's like Mr. Nanny is like the name brand of that type of movie. Mm. And then you got the Pacifier, which is admittedly good in its own right, but it's yeah. very much the Walmart great value version. Mm. It's Fair cheaper. Enough. Fair enough. It's okay, but it doesn't taste as good. It doesn't feel as satisfying as that name brand or homemade. Mm. Mm, I Vin Diesel's best film is The Pacifier. That's all I heard. Is it really? I was going to say, I really love Triple X, the first one. I haven't seen that. Uh, he's in some movie with cars. It's like really popular. Yeah. Oh, dude. You know, for those, okay, I got to say this because this is actually related to Halo. Uh, for those that don't, I, most people don't know, I have the biggest crush on actress Evangeline Lilly, who played Wasp. Yes, he does. Ant Man and stuff. I've been hearing about Ryan it for, since I met him. Yes. Now, the cool thing is, is she recently just wrapped filming a movie called Till Death with Mike Coulter. So now, like, mm. Halo and my crush have now come together. I mean, it what happened if, with... What if Evangeline Lilly is a Spartan? I'm just waiting for Infinite. Star Wars. It's just a matter of time. What if Evangeline Lilly is a Spartan in Halo Infinite? We can't talk about that on air. We can't. We can't, because I know what you're going to say. We Not can't. Let's move on. So, Josh, let's move on. Let me ask you, this is for final closing <laughs> thoughts on Halo. Final closing thoughts on Halo 2. Mm-hmm. This is a big... This is a long, drawn-out question. Give sure. me your... It's going to be convoluted and not really drawn out. Give me your objective rating, ranking, or score for Halo Halo 2. Looks like you're going to sneeze. Oh, there's a sneeze. There's one. Excuse me, guys. Um, give me your objective <laughs> score for Halo 2, and then give me your objective score for Halo 
2 anniversary, then give me your subjective for Halo 2 and your subjective for Halo 2 Campaign anniversary. Campaign or overall package? Whole package, you know, and when you're rank, ranking the original, you got to go back to hit 2004. You can't rank it for today, obviously. Okay, okay. So objective for Halo 2 base, like just yep. as it was, right? Okay. Campaign. It's got to be at least an 8 out of 10, at least. Halo 2 anniversary, 9 out of 10. And then what uh, was the other one? Well, I was subjective. Subjective and objective, that's all, for both. Subjectively, Halo 2's campaign, I get a bit harsh with my ratings. So I would say for Halo 2's base campaign, it's probably I was going whole package, Josh, but... Oh, whole package? Oh, shit. Yeah, for all Um, of it. Whole package, campaign... Yeah, my bad, my bad. I did ask you that, you said that. Um, Whole package... I think, okay... 9 out of 10 for OG Halo, then 10 out of 10 for uh, Halo 2 Anniversary. Because it's pretty much sure. everything I want. Yep. It takes the problems I... Uh, Halo 2 Anniversary takes the problems I had with Halo uh, Halo 2 OG, and it, and it pretty much yeah. fixes it. Like, I would have... Uh, if I wanted... Any other flaws I have are just incredibly big nitpicks and stuff like that, like... I still don't really have fun playing the Arbiter levels, but you know what? They're 10 times more fun now than they've ever been. And yeah. because of the terminals, the additions of those, I was able to enjoy it and, and, and understand it and appreciate it even more. I mean, mm-hmm. I think most people in our community uh, are, are more well-versed in more than I am. You know, I consider myself to be least one of the least knowledgeable, but I still know a bit. But, but uh, for me, uh, who doesn't quite grasp that stuff as easily... Uh, the terminals just really helped enhance that experience, dude. Uh, ten times over, and I mean, it really helps too because when you think about it, like when you play through Halo Two for the first time, and you get to uh, the Arbiter's mission, you know, and uh, you don't even know who that guy is. You know, it's but, hard uh, to know what's going on in Halo Two really your first is. time in playing terminals, it, even your second or third terminals. time playing it. You don't yeah. know what's going on, really. Yeah, but uh, Halo Two was fantastic when it came out. I mean, it definitely felt one hundred percent different from Halo One. Um, but the multiplayer, uh, and that's not a bad thing, but it was different. Yeah, um, multiplayer was just unlike anything we'd ever. It's the right had, kind of different um, on console, at least. Yes, yeah, the right kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of the right stuff by. Uh, wow, I'm, my brain is whack. Well, you just woke up before we. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. So. I apologize, guys. I'm super. super I was going to say you, you made oh a good God. point about who the did the right stuff. Is that song? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I got oh, nothing, man. Oh. Right stuff. Oh, my I God. I don't even know the song. I'm looking this up while we're talking about this. I was going to say you hit it on a good point with the terminals because the terminals really oh, help yeah, you. Go ahead. Well, let me let me hear your answer, man, while I'm, I'm hunting this up. Okay, I'm- well, my, mine's, mine's a simple answer, and it's it's kind of – it's too biased. Uh, for the original Halo 2, I would say objectively a 9. New kids on the block. I'm sorry. New go kids ahead, on the Brian. block. I, I, I wanna, I'm I glad we you. figured that out. It was a big deal for me. Hmm. You want to go ahead and talk about brute force for a while? No, don't. Just don't stop. joke about that because stop. I will. Um, I almost, yeah. Did I you, almost you tag me you. in that brute force post on Twitter? I did, and yeah. I went on eBay and I was like, "Hmm, what's the cheapest brand new sealed factory copy that's non greatest hits that I can get for Brian?" Oh, I like put it on my collector shelf. I would good just because uh, of that. <laughs> I almost bought that. And um, it out to you. Anyway, Brian, give me your answer, man. I, yeah. I really so did. objectively, for the original Halo Two, I'd give it a nine. Subjectively, okay. for the original Halo 2, it's a 10 because it's my favorite game of all time. Simple. Yeah. Uh, Halo 2 Anniversary, this is where I, I seem biased. 
Halo 2 Anniversary, objectively, it's a 10 for me. I couldn't ask for anything more from Halo. And, and Halo, 2, Halo 2 is the Halo experience for me. It's the number one experience. It's yeah. And Anniversary made it better. So objectively and subjectively for Halo 2 Anniversary, it's a 10. So the only part it's a little lower, I give the original Halo 2 a 9 objectively just because, you know, you know, had the cliffhanger ending. It had some. Uh, there was a lot of texture pop-ins. Uh, actually, the multiplayer was fixed with a patch. It wasn't actually really that good in the beginning. The patches came so soon that mm-hmm. you didn't really notice it. So, yeah. But I was going to say too before we move on to uh, questions and answers um, that you, you hitting on those terminals. The terminals really helped a lot for Halo Two because the whole plot line with the Arbiter is really muddy when you first play Halo Two, especially if you played it in the original version. Because, like we said, everything is aesthetically the same color. You're fighting. You're, you're, when you play as the Arbiter, you're never fighting Marines. You're fighting either more elites, more Covenant, or you're fighting the Flood. And when you're fighting more Covenant, you don't really understand why. But those terminals help flesh out the fact that yeah. you're fighting against people who left the Covenant, or you know, uh, elites and aliens who left the Covenant who have discovered that the Prophet's lying. So when you're playing those early Arbiter levels and you're trying to take down the quote unquote heretic. They're not the heretics, you know, they're, I mean, I guess they are heretics to the covenant religion, but they're actually right. They're the ones who discovered the truth. You're the bad guy there. Um, you know, I think it is, dude. It's like, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I, I just want to say what's on my mind. Like, I think what it really is, I think for, for most people, because I, I mean, everyone was kind of of that frame of mind that playing through Halo 2, it's like, it's a little harder to follow and, and, and it's confusing as to why you're not, you know, killing Marines. But now when you look at it now, it makes like when I look at it now, it makes complete sense to me, and it helps to further enhance the story. Uh, you know, it, because you playing as the arbiter, this you're playing as the elite who is unraveling this, this yeah. truth, the, the actual truth. But I think I think what it is is like at least for me personally, you can tell me if you disagree. And this is not a bad thing whatsoever. Halo One playing through the campaign, it's easy enough to consume. It's like watching a movie. When you yeah. play through Halo 2 and you experience a story, it's like reading a book when there's a lot of heavy exposition. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's sometimes hard when, by the time you're done with it to remember some of it and to make sense of yeah, all that's that fair. you go through it again. So, But that's not a bad thing. I would also say that, uh, and I think I could be really, if I'm wrong about this, I, if I'd be wrong about, if I'm wrong about this, I apologize to Alex Haruspis because I think he wrote an article. The Bob Ross uh, of Halo. The Bob Ross of Halo. I think he, I think he wrote an article saying the same thing. But if I'm misremembering, I apologize. So don't take me at my word. But I was about to say that Arbiter is the main character of Halo 2, really, if you think about it. Um, it's more... more. He has much more of an arc than Chief does. I could see that. Um, where, but a- it's not like... That's not like something that I need people to... It's not like an admission of, of, of something you don't like. Like, you play Master Chief just as much as you play Arbiter, and Chief very much has a story. But if you look at the arc of what's being told there... You, you kind of it's kind of more arbiter than and the mission the game ends on arbiter um, mm-hmm. and then he gets to kind of they, they don't give him as much to to conclude with in Halo 3 because it's much more centered on chief but arbiter is very much uh, a main character of Halo 2 and I think that makes it really special I've, I've heard several others say they love the dual perspectives of that game and uh, you know I know Halo 5 didn't get the same amount of praise but it didn't really do dual perspectives it mostly just did Team Osiris with a few missions of, of Blue Team, of Master Chief. Correct. So it wasn't really quite the same thing. Um, but yeah, one, one of the questions I was going to ask Josh for, because I want to get into the questions and answers. Well, but there is like a couple more things I have to okay, say. Okay, well, you go first then. Okay, you're not going to forget, right? I don't want you to forget. No, I won't forget. Okay. I got I one question. A couple, that's it. couple things I want to touch on because we, we kind of glossed over the remaking the Legend documentary. 
Uh, there is one guy in there that works at Blur. Totally reminds uh, Brian and I every time we watch it of an old coworker named Tony. So shout out to Tony. Oh, I thought that dude. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching I Tony. That when I watched it. Yeah. Tony, you you worked at Blur and now you work at a grocery store. What happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, there is uh, the Foley. The, the, there's the whole bit about the Foley artists, and I've always loved and been fascinated by Foley artists and just seeing ever since 2005's uh, Republic Commando, they had a little mini documentary on that and talking about how they sort of made the sounds for the Geonosian creatures, the sort of bug like ones. And it's like, she had this like thing that was crunching on lettuce to make the sound for when the, mm. the little Geonosians are sort of crawling and like, and then you see that with, uh, with stuff like Halo when like uh, he's reloading the uh, brute uh, launcher, the brute grenade launcher. And I mean, it's brute just it's, shot. It, Man, I'm not with it tonight. No, it's okay, man. <laughs> Thank you. But brute shot. Yes, brute shot. Um I missed that weapon, by the way. Uh, yeah, what was the last game? Was it was it the last game ODST that had it? No, it was in Reach. Yeah, maybe it that's, was in Reach, maybe it's I think. Not tonight. Maybe that's more just because it's it's been a while. But, Since uh, I first sorry. Oh. yeah, so that I love that I love that whole segment. Um I love listening to you know them talking about their their experience getting to play for the first time. One of my favorite things about that, one of my favorite things about Halo, I have to say, is I love seeing videos, especially now. I love seeing videos of the launch lines. It's my favorite thing oh, about yeah. Halo to experience nostalgically, even more than the game is to people showing off their tattoos. Dude, their I've literally gone on YouTube and I've checked out videos of, of people that actually just filmed being in midnight launches themselves, and it is amazing. You know what? Uh, there was this one. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go first. Okay, I just have to say, like, I remember this one in particular. This guy, like, his he had his friend in like another state or something like that, and he's standing in line. He's got another buddy recording him, and he's calling his his friend. And he's looking up at the moon. He's like, "You looking up at the same moon, you know, and stuff like that." And it's just like it's this moment. It's this yeah. atmosphere. It's just so cool, just being there with your with your friends, dude. And it's it, it, it's such a hard thing. We just that era has kind of gone away now. Because of digital yeah. gaming and stuff like that being what it is, and I love that. Well, I was going to stuff, but I was going to say there's something so cool. It's kind of sad, but it's also yeah. cool. And I'm saying this as someone who does it, but you know, a lot of us like deep, really like deep, deep Halo fans who just love this series. I know Josh has done it. I've done it, and I just talked to Haruspis on that episode. He's I, I mentioned him several times, and that wasn't my intention, but Alex has done this as well. well we love him. When you're, I mean, who wouldn't love the Bob Ross of Halo? Like Bob Ross is cool, Halo's cool, Bob Ross of Halo, amazing. Yeah. Um, but 100%. when you're a big, like a big Halo fan, a lot of times you just watch that old footage for fun. And I actually remember just a couple years ago, I was bored and I had nothing to watch, and I didn't load up Netflix, I didn't put in a movie. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna lay on the couch, I'm gonna watch old Halo documentaries, Halo commentaries. I want to watch midnight launch plans and old news news on Halo because that's just what I do for fun. That's something I like, and I've it's not like I've watched these things for the first time. I've watched them over and over and over and over again. And it's like we just got done watching um, Halo Two remaking the legend. Give me a year or two, I'm gonna watch that again like it's a movie. Like give me a Blu-ray of that because I'll buy it. Watch it tomorrow. Yeah, um, I know, right? So it's just something that Halo fans like. Halo. I said this on the episode with Alex. Like, there's there's a lore to halo in the real world there's just so much there to unpack everything was so well documented like you know we're missing out on a lot of stuff that was done behind the scenes 
but the amount that's documented is, is a lot and it's really cool to see that stuff it's fascinating it's enriching it helps you appreciate the people who worked on it the people who uh and the, i mean it helps you appreciate playing the game more itself it, it does for me when i watched um it, when i watch any gaming documentary it does that for me but but especially with halo because you could tell with halo 2 particularly there was uh, it was well documented and they do not shy away even today about how much of a struggle that was to, yeah. to make that game and, and get it out into people's hands so i love that i love seeing that um the atmosphere i love dan ayub in that documentary dude he you can see how happy how excited he was he's talking about how he went over and over and over that speech to announce Halo 2 anniversary, announce MCC, and he gets up there and he gives it, and he says as he's walking off the stage, he feels this overwhelming sense of pride that he's been able to announce. Oh, I would have kicked you know? the door down. I would have. All right. Drop kicked yeah. it. Lifted you know, a car with, with rage one hand. The machine, you know, yeah. the radio, drop kick a door, and then do a kickflip. Yeah. Back to my Tony Hawk days, I would have been on ten, so I totally get it. Yeah. And yeah, man, uh, you know what I gotta say too? I love, uh, I love Bonnie Ross's voice. Like she's she great. has this like yeah. very laid back like valley not valley but like surfer uh type of voice like it's very laid back every time I hear her talk I love yeah. it so much but I, I I love all those people dude Kiki Wolfkill all of them um I I miss uh I, I miss people like Bravo being there at three four three isn't it I cool though that we're, we're starting to have like these attachments to the three four three employees like Kiki oh, Wolfkill for so long and that's yeah the thing. I mean, Kiki Wolfkill was literally nothing to me when I when in Halo Four first started dropping Vidox. I'm like I I don't know this, this she has a cool last name but I have no idea who this is now to me I'm like oh Kiki Wolfkill you know she's part of Halo you know yeah oh so. absolutely I mean I, I think of like player guys that they've had um, for for five and one uh, dude I I just remember the the Master Chief uh, collection era, like 2014, 2015, when Master Chief Collection was coming out and Halo 5 was on the cusp of coming out. You got to see so many videos. I remember them even doing the Ice Bucket Challenge and stuff with that yeah. was a big thing. And like, uh, dude, it just, when I see these documentaries between all the Halo stuff, whether it's Bungie or 343, it just makes me want to live there. Yeah. Um, it, it When I was younger, it made me want to work there. Uh, it's just, it seems like, I mean, obviously there's, there's bad days and there's things that, that people have to fight for. Like Brian said before, made an excellent point. You know, there's probably like X amount of people who didn't want to have Cortana go bad and you had other people who did and you have to figure that stuff out and, and pick your battles and stuff. But it just, it seems like there's passionate people that work there and they know how to kick back and have fun at the same time. Like it just both, I think between Bungie uh, if you take out the crunch aspect, that it just it's a notorious fact of yeah. gaming development. If you take out that aspect, in terms of just being around those people, it seems like they have they know how to have fun too. And yeah. and I I really it just makes me appreciate the product more. Dude. Well, I think I, I think I Bungie's made made their style of of having fun and being carefree. I think they brought that to the they ingrained that in Halo. So I think mm -hmm. well, I do think three four three is different. I think they operate a little differently than Bungie. I think some of that stayed with it. I think some of that mentality stayed with the IP, absolutely, yeah. uh, which is really cool. And I was going to say too, Josh, and I didn't mean to try to move us on to questions and answers quickly because I, I have no problem going on and on. I'm just, you know, we're trying this video thing out again, and I just was thinking, you know, I'm worried something will go wrong. Yeah, me um, too. But I do, I am really, like, into this conversation. There's lots we could talk about. I was going to say, like, it's crazy how when you're – a little kid or teenager or whatever you were when, you know, Bungie was pumping out these Halo games and this was relevant to you at the time. Like mm -hmm. when you're that young, you think to yourself that this stuff's only important. You, like 
you know that you're going to get older and you're going to have to get a job and move out and you're going to have to, you're going to get married, have kids, whatever. You know that stuff's coming eventually in your life. Sure. And you, you think that the stuff that you're excited for now is just going to only matter then. Like, you know, eventually it will, it'll just be like, oh, it's something I did when I was a kid. But then for so many of us, we get to this age now. I'm 27. You're 31, right, Josh? I'm 76. 76. Uh, um, I'm 31, but my knees 31. Uh, and there's people, there's so many people in the community that are our age or older and, you know, we're still talking about this. We're still talking about the making of documentary from Halo 2. We're still talking, we're still talking about Halo because it was something really important to us. It was, and that's kind of what we're doing right now with the, uh, hashtag, uh, Halo means to me where we're having people, uh, send in two minute videos of what Halo means to them. We're sharing it on the Twitter because, we know it means so much to so many people for so many different reasons, and it's not just a game. Like, you know, there's games that I'm attached to. Like, you're attached to Toy Story 2 from PlayStation 1. I'm attached to... Um, in general, but yeah, absolutely. I'm attached to Crash Team Racing. You know, that was long before the, the Nitro-fueled one that came out. Like, you can ask Josh. When I met Josh, I was a big CT Crash Team Racing fan long before the remaster. Don't blame me at all. And we're like, you know, you're attached to these games, but... Halo is still a whole different beast, you know. Halo yeah. is like it's ingrained deep within us. It's it's part of our identity, and I think that's why there's just so many people out there who who create and, and identify with Halo. It's just it's a really special thing. So um, I love that we get these documentaries. I would love to get something. Me and Josh talked about this before. We love the sprint for Halo Five. We would love if for Infinite they had something. Because can you imagine if they give us like a documentary series? that shows us things they were working on with Infinite one, two, three years ago? Because you know the game's been in development that long. I would love to yeah. see what Infinite looked like late 2017. Because you know that if they, if you know that, you know, that footage probably exists. Like, yeah. I hope they, they give us that kind of stuff. I love well, that behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, and Brian would agree with me, uh, give us, by all means, the kind of documentary they want to give us. But, dude subjectively selfishly i would love to get to see similar to what you just said brian like i would love to get to see a documentary that sort of acknowledges some of the the issue the, some of the feedback and some of the things with halo 5 yeah. um, where they sort of went to the drawing board and okay what can we do now for, what do we want to do in halo infinite and and just kind of you know it's kind of like a uh it's almost like an underdog story in a weird way you yeah. know i feel like if they if they wanted to tell that they could do that and i would be so fascinated to to see that because you know, I think so many of us have been, we went through, we ran the gauntlet really with emotions with, you know, especially coming after a lot of us were salty from MCC and then Halo 5 story being, you know, more or less a letdown, despite still being mm -hmm. fun to play, yeah. I think, objectively, I think, because I love playing it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it took, it took Brian and I a couple years, you know. Uh, respectively in our own ways to really come around to it and now i can honestly say i love halo 5 when i rank it it's up it's probably if there's a gold silver and bronze tier it's up in the gold to be honest yeah it's a great it's a great game you know it's, it's a great just, game the it narrative is. It, it, is one facet of a pro whole product you know yeah so. and and to add on to to what you said brian i'll probably say this when i do my uh video too but uh just to uh to summarize it now uh i think it's just one of those things in life where you know, when you're really enjoying something, when you're happy, it's like when you find love or with your family or your someone that matters to you or you're doing something that's really important to you or you're passionate with, time kind of stops and you don't think about it. And 
you know, you look back on it and you you get nostalgic, and that's that's where that comes from. And you you, you kind of realize those are the moments we treasure most. And makes me think of that 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 quote from Andy in the office, dude. It makes me want to cry every time I hear it. It's Andy, oh, right? I know. Yeah. The, uh, he's like, I re- you know, I'm sure for all of you who watch The Office, you probably already know what I'm talking about. But he looks at the camera. I'm paraphrasing because I probably remember forget how he says, it, but he looks at the camera and he's like, you know, I, I really wish that someone had told me I was in the good days when I was living them. Yeah. And it's like when you hear that, I'm like, oh, my my heart, my very soul. Because I'm like, you know what? And, and, and we still need to remember that now because Josh and I, would, no matter how Sacred Icon Halo goes or this podcast goes, 10 years from now, Josh and I are going to look back at this moment and be like, dude, even if we're still doing Sacred Icon Halo, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. We're going to go, dude, you remember that? Remember when we were waiting for Halo Infinite, Sacred Icon Halo just started? Man, those were the days. If only we knew how amazing those days were. And it's the same thing now. It's like we're we're reminiscing about these bungee days of Halo and and early Halo. And, you know, it it was just such a a great We're in those moments with with experiences, with games, with people, and we just don't know it because nostalgia is only a – it's a – sort of time-made concept so yeah i mean when it comes to halo like i feel like i'm gonna sneeze again wow <laughs> uh josh while you're trying to sneeze the question yeah, i was gonna ask so i don't forget because i've had this question on my mind for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> Woo! there it is you know what the um, thing about my sneezes is is like my dad my a lot of people in my family are always like Achoo! yeah and it's very loud um dude it sounds like you know like they, they live out what's that i gotta tell you another story one of okay. my Brian stories that are always it, – it's its not very long, so maybe it won't be as good. But it's not it's got nothing on the – guy. But I used to go to high school with this girl. Okay. She will remain nameless, but I'll – actually, no, I'll make up a name for her. This isn't her real name. Julie. Julie would sneeze. I had her in computer class. And every time she would sneeze, she would sneeze 11 times. 11 times she couldn't 11 sne- not she, 10 not nine. no she couldn't sneeze once she couldn't sneeze 13 she couldn't sneeze 10 she had to sneeze 11 every time and it was this little tiny like almost like a bird pecking it was like <laughs> 11 times you make her sound like an anime girl <laughs> yeah, well yeah it definitely wasn't that but dude it was the strangest thing ever because every time she sneezed it didn't matter what month of the year 11 times it's weird, wild, dude. Man. It's weird. Um, it's just like the – I ever told you about the story. <laughs> I was actually playing Halo with a friend once, and uh, we went to Steak and Shake near the end of the night. And we're at Steak and Shake eating some burgers, and then get done eating. We get in my car, and we're driving back to the house. And I'm telling him this story. I don't know if I've told you this story before, Josh, but I'm telling my, I'm telling my buddy this story. And in this story, I mentioned the word snot. Have I told you this, Josh? No. So I'm telling the story. I'm like, yeah, and there was snot all over the place. And my buddy goes, (laughs) don't, don't, please, don't say that word again. And I'm like, what, snot? And he goes, dude, dude, dude. He's like, if you say it one more time, I'm going to puke. And I'm thinking, there's no way in the world. There's just no way. Josh. So I go on to tell the story, and I say snot a third time, and his face immediately, you see the green color rise up from his neck to his face, and he goes, and I start rolling. I push the roll-down button on my car. I'm like, 
to roll down the window. I'm like, roll, roll. And I press the roll down button. Yeah. He starts puking everywhere, dude. It's in my windowsill of my car. And I'm driving 60 miles an hour. I finally get the window down. And he's puking out the window. As I drive 60 miles an hour, it's plastering the entire side of my car with puke. I'm serious, dude. You look at my car, all the windows, the gas pump, it's all covered with puke. The same car you got now? No, no, this is my no. last car. I traded that well, thing. That I traded that in the second it happened. No. He puked for three miles, dude. For three miles. My car three was Three miles. Dude, and that's impressive. This is this is where I'm in the wrong, I'll admit, but I was so petrified by what had happened. I pulled over to a gas station and I looked him in the eye and I said, You're gonna give me money out of your wallet and we're gonna go to a car wash and you're gonna pay for it. And that's kind of a that's kind of a dick move for me because he told me not to say snot, and I did, but I didn't think that a word could trigger such a thing, but it did, and we went through we went through the car wash, and I went through it twice, and there was still puke in the windows. I had to clean that myself. It was awful. Uh, that was from a game night. Uh, that was kind of irrelevant, but at the same time, it was from a game night, and it was just a it was a, it was a, it was a traumatic moment, Josh. I yeah, I, I took that the sucks, car took dude. the car in the next day, traded in. No, 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 no. I had it for a little bit longer. Uh, but but uh, uh, to, to reel it back a bit, uh, yeah. Now I was trying to say before I had my sneeze and we went on this tangent. Although I love that story, I love Brian's story so much. Oh my god, uh, I, I gotta draw you into the moment. Yes. What's your favorite uh, boss from Halo Two, Josh? You have the you have the hair. What's that? Well, I guess you have the heretic wait, leader. Which? You have the heretic leader boss fight. You have Tartarus at the end of the game. You have like the you have the prophet of regret that you punch. Regret. Yeah, that's my favorite like dude. Punching. It's it's, it's so cinematic. Time in Halo, you can literally sit up straight up board some dude and punch him and, and like that. It was so badass. Like, just punch it was out badass. You're literally just socking it to him constantly. Yeah, and he's like, funny. oh. Oh, um, you will never desecrate this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just he just takes it, man. But I, I have to say, like, uh, well, who's yours, Brian? Before I move on, mine's profit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually fighting him's easy, but he's surrounded by so many like sword and honor oh guards. Yes. If you play that on legendary, dude, have fun trying to get to him. I think you have to punch him like three or four separate times, and the second you get done punching him, you fall down off of his little hover chair, and you're surrounded by energy it's sword. Sir, yeah, so it's nuts. That's my favorite, though. Uh, yeah. Very cool. I don't blame you at all. I love it. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it just it, it's it's just time stops when you're when you're when you're doing that, and that's part of the reason I love the land parties because I really I really don't think about it until the first person leaves. You know, in my head, it just it's gonna last forever. I'm not thinking about it, and as as we get older, time really factors into us. You know it. We, we we could feel ourselves getting older. Uh, we we get more. We we learn about what we want out of life and things like that, you know. And and just uh, when I go to those land parties, I'm like, man, I'm not thinking about time. I love that, you know. And I I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, you know, about time yeah. and life and stuff. I just mean that like it's just fun to go to those things. And is it escapism in a sense? Sure, but like it's also in a more positive light too. Like it's also just it's fun because you you go there. I, I think. The thing I get with LAN parties that I don't, with Halo LAN parties that I don't get with anything else in terms of games, is I've never quite seen. Um, uh, well, put it this way: when I go to LAN parties, guys, everyone is excited for it. Yeah, everyone. In my own personal experience, everyone is same page to get together and play Halo. This is not like this is not like let's say hypothetically, if I was going to do a host a uh, Star Wars movie marathon 
And maybe some people are like, hey, I'm going to come over because I want to hang out with people, but maybe I'm going to be on my phone a lot. It's not that not like no. that with Halo. It's everyone wants to really play that and have that experience. And you never really feel burnt out. You never really feel drained. No, the one mistake, the-, the one mistake I make, Josh, is and like if, if different people from the Twitter community, are, some will be able to relate to me more. Some will be like, no, I, I don't like that kind of person. But the, the problem I have when I do these Halo land parties is I like to play for like a you know, solid hour, hour and a half. But then I like to get up, walk around, socialize with people, whatever. And a lot of times people are waiting on me because I'm throwing the thing to start the next level. And they're like, Brian, I don't want to, you know, let's play. Let's keep playing. Like some people just want to, they want to play every minute of the whole party, which that is completely fair. That's what we're there for. But I get to this thing where like we played for like, you know, 10 matches and I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to go talk to Kevin and see how he's doing, how his life's going. I like doing that. But some people are just really to the grindstone with that stuff. And I think it's good with networking. So I think that is definitely like a good. A good quality of yours, like, uh, but it helps too. It helps to break it up, like, yeah, like the part. There's a part of me that says, "Hey, I really do want to just come over and play straight Halo." But yeah, like, which is fair. Sometimes man. you gotta just take a little break, get some yeah. other, get some more slices of pizza. I might have had an entire box. I'm gonna get three more. Oh, slices. dude, there, there's no calories on Halo Land Party days. No calories. Oh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't count. Time stops and calories don't take into effect. They just don't. You know, it's 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 that special you know, time of the year one, one of the right one of the truest <laughs> things my parents ever said every every parent pretty much ever in the history of parentage has said this um enjoy being a kid did you hear that from your parents oh yeah i mean it's the truest thing in the world because you don't understand the concept of what it means to be a child until you're an adult and there's no once you realize what it is to be a child uh, you there's no you can't go back anymore. Like yeah yeah you can you can you can um, you could essentially not work and live with your parents and not pay for any bills and and but that's not then then you're just you know well I'm not I'm sort not, of existing. Uh, I mean yeah I'm not, I'm not trying to call that. anybody out. Pe- people have very good reasons for that. Some people have to do that and and there's a yeah, very good reason exactly. for that. But if, if you're if you're only if you just want to to sit around and play video games, you know there's a point when you're an adult that it's it's not really. You don't have an excuse for it, I guess I could say. I'm not trying to call anyone out for that. I'm just saying, like, as a kid, it's like, as a kid, it's have fun, be taken care of, be nurtured, you know, worst case scenario, do your homework, study for your tests. That's yeah. it, you know, and life is is easy. So that's why these land parties mean extra, like, mean a lot to us because these are people coming to our land parties that their you know, childhood's long behind them usually, and this is a chance to relive that and feel like you don't have any of that stuff you know yeah so. yeah by all accounts like whatever anyone wants to do like there's we're totally i put it put it this way like someone i've always said this i've always said this. someone can work at mcdonald's their entire life i'd be like dude that's awesome yeah like, as long as you're happy that's totally fine it, it, but I know it depends on you as a person where, where you're at because if, if i decided not to work and live with my parents right now yeah for me personally it would be just out of laziness because I, I don't i don't have any reason for that you know what i mean yeah. and there's plenty of people no, have, yeah Good reasons. But like, no. yeah, I mean, uh, just just to clarify, yeah, I mean, however anyone chooses to live their life, as long as they're not hurting anyone, I mean, there's nothing. We're nothing also wrong like thirty stuff, but, around the age of thirty. You know, if you're listening to this and you're you know fourteen, fifteen, like you know, don't <laughs> don't feel bad that you're living with your parents <laughs> and not working. <laughs> so. uh, but in general, like, I mean, it doesn't matter what anyone does as long as you're not hurting anyone. I think, and and, and ultimately, like, however you, uh, just to kind of put a bow on this like whole conversation. Cause it's something I think we could go really long about. Uh, I don't think it really like Halo is kind of timeless in that sense. Right. I mean, it, yeah. it's really something that like, that's the thing is like you, you want when it comes to land parties, when it was coming out, 
you know, you get that sort of like for those that did land parties when you were younger, you want to get the band back together or you want to, you know, you want to get one now. You want to get one yeah. now. And uh, it, it's it's the kind of thing that like even though it sounds bittersweet in the sense that we're, we're all getting older and stuff like that, but it's still exciting. I think that to, to really bring it full circle, I think the cool thing about it is that Brian and I, uh, we met in 2011, right, Brian? Yeah. So yeah. we've done more in terms of land parties in these last couple of years than we did when we first met. Yeah. And we're, we, we were doing, we're more involved with, with Halo with everybody just in terms of, of like playing halo being a, a you know looking forward to infinite like it's not slowed down at all and that's really cool and i feel like i just feel like that stuff now that we're older now that we have a bit more a comprehension of life and stuff like that it makes me excited like i i think in most cases a lot of things are in the rearview mirror but in something like halo like and kudos to 343 and microsoft for this genuinely but like they're doing everything everything they can to give us a reason to look back and have a good time. You know, we can they're, they're, they're put it this way: if it's a car, they're putting the rearview mirror there so we can look back with MCC. Yeah. But then, you know, they're they're paving the road for us to keep going forward, and I I just think that's that's cool because you know what? Like something we never really get to talk about much is that with Halo Five, you know, we don't get to do that with land parties. We want to, but the lack yeah. of split screen makes that yeah. just incredibly difficult. Whereas with Halo Infinite, this is going to be something we're going to be able to do. And 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 dude, I, can I you imagine throwing a Halo Infinite land exactly. party? Exactly, that's oh, what I'm saying. So like cool. it, it's, but that's in 2020, and it's like that's you would think most of that stuff's in the rearview mirror. Yeah. No, dude, we got this one about to come out. I think that's so exciting. Ah, and it's dude. like it makes I gotta it throw one. Can't it wait. makes it yeah it makes it easier to look back on that stuff and enjoy it because i don't i don't look at it and think those be the, the halo days the land parties all that yeah. those are behind me now it's like no it's like those are behind me those experiences but like man i'm about to create some new ones like yep. that's makes me so excited that's like yeah. that's like a, a sizzle man that's some well said man and we fire stuff but like good fire they've they've they've, they've given us a way to make those memories going forward with both new Halo games and the old ones still. Like, you can make new awesome memories with How Halo 1 now. How many franchises get that? Not not really. I'm Not many. If, I can't think of any off the top of my head, you know. Um, but, yeah, Josh, I mean, what's great, what I love about our conversations is we started off with this being a Halo 2 anniversary thing. And we talked a lot about Halo 2 anniversary, but we've also went all over the place. we got some Halo we 3. we got some philosophical, too. Philosophical. Yes. The late night. Secret mm. icon Halo show. Do we want to do? Let's. You know what? I got. I got some business for you guys, real here, real, real quick, right Ooh. here. And know what the business is? It's gonna what be the business. Real short and simple. You're gonna like Ooh. it. Okay. Patreon.com/slash Sacred Icon Halo. That's the thing we have. We also might potentially, if this goes well, have a YouTube.com/slash Sacred Icon Halo. Oh my word! Are you serious? Uh, I'm I'm serious. Well, I don't know. We'll see how this video recording went. Maybe they'll go there and they'll see zero videos uploaded. Yeah. Um, we also have maybe a Discord. We'll more <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we also have a Discord. That's a Sacred Icon Halo as well. There's a link at the top of our Twitter page for an instant invite if you want to go there. We got lots of people in there. Uh, that's it for the business. See how quick that was? That was amazing. I can't believe how wow. quick I got through that, Josh. Give me a virtual pat on the back. Actually. Hit me up with the sound of a brute trying to get the breadcrumbs out of his beard. Let's see. And well, he's frustrated. To, he's he's making frustrated it. sounds as well. 
Is he eating them too? Yeah, he's eating them. He's like, oh, oh, thank you, breadcrumbs. I love, I like your human breadcrumbs. Very <laughs> good. Yeah, I like Very, your human breadcrumbs. I meant to say, well, yeah, that's how it brew is. If, if I was, we, we, we do lines from the games as our podcast titles. But if we did random ones, I would say I like your human breadcrumbs as the episode title. <laughs> uh, that was good, Josh. No, that's one of my favorite. Hit me up with the sounds of. Um, so for the Q and A today, the question I asked: the questions and question. answers derived from the Twitter. Ooh, that's beautiful, Josh. That was thank you. You know, Brian. I was sad because when I when I gave you that beat before, you could you said you're not like a rapper. How do I give you a beat so that you can sing? Like I, I want you to sing to the beat. I don't know, man. I don't How know. about dooby 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 top, dooby 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 do, dooby 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 top, dooby dooby do. Give me some sing, give me some lyrics, Josh. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just Okay, this is on YouTube. At least you got some of Josh dancing. Go, give me that clairvoyant again. That was my favorite from last episode. We were clairvoyant. That should not be as funny as it is. It's hilarious to me. We were clairvoyant. Yeah, so Brian, uh, yeah. So okay. for those that not to know, like Brian messages me earlier today. It's like, dude, I Like I checked out that the, the part of the podcast. It's like, <laughs> that clairvoyant point or part makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, so I don't know why. Every time, because it comes out of nowhere. And when you say it, I just start giggling like a buffoon. Um, the question we asked <laughs> on the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter was, Yes. High Charity was the Covenant's holy city that acted as a homeworld for the collective of alien species that made up their religion. The city was powered by a foreigner ship called Dreadnought. This is one of our favorite Halo structures. What are your thoughts on High Charity? Probably everyone listening to this knows what High Charity is, but just for a reference point, it was in Halo 2. It was the giant, like, half-circle ship that the, the Covenant were on. It's also in Halo 3 as well. Um, Josh, what do you think of High Charity? It's pretty cool, man. It's fascinating. I, it. I, I think uh, – I, I didn't realize because you see it – correct me if I'm wrong. You see it in the background one of the opening missions. Of Halo Two, right? It's there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, they're on weird, high like, charity when yeah, Arbiter's exactly. being so it's one of those things. Like, uh, boy, I didn't realize like how big of a deal that thing would 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 factor into the the whole story. Yeah, of Halo Two, really, but and Halo yeah, Three, really cool. And you know what? Multiplayer wise, we got the map. I think it was Gen. Oh my god, what is that map? Gemini, Gemini. I almost said Genesis. Mm. Gemini, not a very liked map, and I totally understand why. Yeah. But uh, boy, that was cool getting that on the map pack. I felt like I was right back there at High Charity. Yeah, very dude. cool. I, yeah, I love the concept of High Charity. It's honestly, we could have a whole game set there. If, there were, if they made a game for every time someone recommended like a side story, we would have forty million Halos. So I, it, I, they don't have the time for yeah. it. Um, I love High Charity. Uh, first response is from Nick at King Grunt. What's up? What's up, Nick? We get you a yeah, lot. Of, he, he's always giving. He's always dropping great replies. What is up, man? Um, he says, High Charity is one of the first things that come to mind when I think of Halo 2. Its size and unique design were just as intriguing and mysterious as Forerunner installations. That's a cool observation because they 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 worship Forerunner technology and they also use and repurpose Forerunner technologies. For, so for them to create something unique like that is really cool. He goes on to say, yeah. Bungie did a fantastic job at making it one of the most memorable locations in the franchise. I would agree. And there's a lot of memorable locations. In the franchise. Oh, definitely, dude. I definitely, and I, I totally agree with that, too. I played through the first time. Wow. This is really like taking, peeling them back for the Covenant. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool concept for a city. And the fact that it was powered by 
the dreadnought, you know, the, the foreigner ship. Mm-hmm. That's such a unique idea. Like if this is all, co- I, it's hard for me not to picture this all coming out of Joe Staten's mind. I'm sure plenty of other people had ideas involved here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is my voice no. coming through okay, Josh? Yep, it, it okay. cuts out here and there just briefly. Yeah, you got that a little bit too, but we, yeah. we got to wrap this up. We got to rein this in. We're pushing our limits. Um, Push it to the limits. <laughs> see, I always think of the Corbin Blue song when I hear that, which is because my my little brother Noah he wouldn't brush his teeth, so my parents bought him a Corbin Blue Push It to the Limit toothbrush. So every time he brushed his teeth, it would go, push it, push it to the limit, limit, because we're in it to win it, in it to win it. Oh yeah, it was beautiful, actually, Brian. Yeah, it was something. There's my, there's my, my, my throwdown. Um, okay. Next response is from spiteful one one seven. He says the exterior and interior designs were amazing in Halo Two and were on a different level of cool in Halo Two Anniversary. Totally, my favorite That's Halo funny. Two mission is Grave Mind, and a big part is the amazing Covenant architecture. He mentions the mission Grave Mind, dude. Grave Mind is like one of the hardest, if not the hardest, missions in Halo Two Legendary. That's where you mm-hmm. start the mission. That's where Master Chief like gets teleported in front of Truth, and he goes boo yeah. to the grunt. Yep. You start that mission with grunts firing at you, like the, as the screen fades in from black. Yeah, they're already shooting you. It's so hard on that mission. That, uh, but yeah, first section is incredibly tough. Yeah, dude, really. Yeah. Um, Love the design, definitely. Always did in Halo One too. Just the Covenants, uh, the interior ship design and aesthetics and stuff. It just it was yeah. so. It really did capture that mysterious and uh, feel. I, I, I love you know, I feel like in those games. We know that they that Bungie took influence from like the movies Alien, Starship Troopers, Predator, stuff like that. But and I'm biased as heck, but I just feel like the Coven are so much cooler than those aliens. You know what I mean? They're even yeah. better. Yeah, um, next one is from Snowy Goat Gal. Nice. Honestly, there should cool, be man. more depth and exploration of high charity, like how the Covenant citizens lived their lives there and what it was like for them when the flood invasion unfolded. That's a good point. That, that'd be another idea for a side game. Um, Cause you gotta imagine how many alien, how many different living beings were on high charity. It was probably tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Yeah, right. It was huge. Um, so. No, definitely. Yeah. It's a weird thing to, to think about too. Can you imagine if games, but... at the time when Halo 2 came out, they actually had like citizens like, innocent citizens running by or something like while you played the, that'd be weird you know what it'd i mean be cool though cool though um photon we haven't yep. had him on here in a while yeah man Absolutely. he says the changing of the guard scene was pretty epic not gonna lie that was epic you remember when they're like the brutes are taking off like taking the staff yep. and taking the hats off and stuff who knew that like when, i don't think i realized when i was playing halo 2 that the change in the guard would play such a major role in Halo 3. Like, we weren't going to be fighting elites at all in Halo 3. Yeah, you know? I totally agree, buddy. Uh, dude, that's, an, uh, that's a really cool moment because I think at that point, I could be wrong, but I think that was the point where I really started to begin liking the elites and not just as seeing them as, like, enemies that I got to gun down. Yeah. But, like, it's where you really start to develop sympathy for them. Well, you I mean, know, granted, when I see the Arbiter, Arbiter in the beginning, or oh, they just yeah. get, like, you know. Yeah. Get branded, yeah. basically. Like I was like, if Damn. they came to hear me beg, they will be disappointed. And then Tars was like, "Are you sure?" He's got <laughs> just as many badass lines as Chief. Chief oh, will yeah, always dude. be above and beyond my. Keith David's so good, Keith dude. Keith David's so good with his delivery and the writing for Arbiter, just as Keith. great. Even in Halo Five, like his, some of yeah. his lines are the most iconic. I think. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. Um, next response is from Nicholas Trem- Tremblay. An anthology yep. game where you play as the various arbiters throughout the Covenant's history. You can 
tame the hunters for two missions and switch over to the grunt rebellion for three missions. So yeah, an anthology game where you get to continually play as each different arbiter through mm-hmm. time that oh, would be that, be that cool. would be you know badass. what I would just random thought to me maybe think of I would love an X style game uh, based in the Halo universe. I think, dude, I'm looking just forward kidding. to Gears of War Tactics. Me too, man. The only thing that bums me out is like I love being able to make and like name your own characters. But you can't do that in that one. You can do that in the game. I don't think so. Maybe I know they have pre pre made characters that are sort of highlighting the story. I've never played an XCOM type style game, so I'm going to be really bad. So it's probably good that I can't name them after friends. Oh man, you know? yeah, it, it just um, makes it so much more immersive. You're like, no, you don't Josh, want you'll actually you'll actually get this reference now because you're playing Halo Wars. This guy's name oh, yeah. is All Units. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, "God, I I'd kill for an elite-only game set on high charity." I think we explored very little of the city in Halo Two. Yeah, I mean, I, I could. Go, I've always wanted an elite, an elite game, like centered game only, like a Covenant Elite. Like you play as a main character, lead the whole game. Sure. Um, yeah, I would awesome. not mind that at all. I mean, I would love to see to see infinite local yeah, units. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the one? Uh, oh God, I, I'm blanking on the. Is it? Is it? No, it's not Warcraft. What game is it that's like? Const- uh, oh, you must construct additional, additional pylons. Pylon. Josh yeah. was over at my house. I was playing Starcraft, and it just kept saying that over and over again. And Josh heard it so much, he started making fun of it. Don't blame you at all. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh next response is from anonymous for gaming. I never understood nice. why Truth left Mercy to die. I mean, I get the plot irony of Mercy being shown no mercy, but why? Did he secretly want full control of the Covenant all for himself? You you know what he's talking about, right? Where the he leaves the Prophet of Truth leaves the Prophet of Mercy behind, and then oh, she yep. shows up, and he's got the flood spore on him. Yeah, I think it's just because Truth was obsessed with power and wanted all for himself. I can't think of anything more than that. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of looked at it too as the same. Like this guy, basically, he wasn't going to straight up murder these dudes who were with him. But you know what? The fact that these flood were there to sort of take him out just kind of uh, gave him put more power into his hand and yeah. uh, he didn't have to get his hands dirty. So, Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he, he knew he was, he was uh, building up a lie with the covenant. So yeah. I think even the, if I had to guess, maybe even the prophet of mercy and prophet of regret. And How didn't. tragic is that too? Just to think about it from their perspective. And like, chief was more, was better yeah. to him than truth because he took, he took the flood spore off of him. So he wouldn't yeah. have to die by being, you know, he was crazy. Yeah. Last response is from Dredgen Rickenald. I completely missed that the Dreadnought powered High Charity. I'm not entirely sure how I missed that, but wow, that is incredible. It was at least a year, if not several, before I realized that. Even yeah. though it's there right in the cutscene, I just didn't put two and two together. There's so much in those games, in Halo 2 particularly. But Halo like, 1 and 3 as well. Mostly 2, and mostly two, but then 3. One's I feel the like easiest. I get ones. Yeah, 1's the easiest like to get. It's more straightforward, but boy, yeah, I would agree with uh, 3 as well. Like 3, I remember... Brian asked me one time. He was like, "Do you kind of remember like what the you know what you were doing in Halo 3? And I was like, oh, "I guess uh, not. <laughs> not really." I guess. Yeah. So I just remember it having an amazing time. Yeah, so. but yeah, guys, that is it for today's episode. Uh, if you feel like we we kind of rushed through the bit there at the end, we really hope this comes through. We're, we're trying new audio and new video, so there's mm-hmm. a lot a lot of risk on the line here. But thank you guys for the questions. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I am at Brian's Bane, and he is at Jovial Joshi. Jovial Joshi. He's Jovial Joshi. I don't How know do you why keep I added it? the ha on the end of it, but I love that. How do you keep it jovial? 
Hello, I'm glad that's jovial. not our thing. I'm glad it's not keep it jovial. Let's just no. It sounds like something's gone wrong with your throat. No, I'm offended, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hit us up at Sacred Icon Halo on Twitter, guys. Um, yeah, we 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 uh, enjoy doing this episode, and we will see you next time. Peace. Keep it sacred.